Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 36. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 36 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. So what we're covering today is why social media likes don't pay the bills. And I'm going to give you three things as a small business that you should be focusing on instead. Guys, social media is one of the most powerful and the most cost-effective marketing platforms out there, right? And in the last few years, I have seen my business, the businesses of my clients, businesses that I have worked inside of as an employee, completely transformed with good socials, a good content marketing strategy. So, you know, awareness, leads, sales, absolutely all of it is possible, right? But What I've found is that there's still so many businesses out there that are struggling to make it work for them. And I think at the end of the day, what that is coming down to is a complete fixation on getting more followers at any cost. So I really feel like this is at the moment distracting some small business owners from really reaping the benefits that come from cultivating a smaller audience of passionate, engaged 
brand advocates. So in other words, and using less kind of big words, what I mean is that followers alone don't equal sales, right? We need to completely change the conversation around that. I really feel that for small businesses to win on social media, they need to change the focus back to chasing business, not chasing likes. Because at the end of the day, that's the reason why you have a Facebook account. That's the reason why you have an Instagram account. It's not about this kind of like constantly trying to increase your follower number count. Engagement is the lifeblood of your social media. And it's so important to have the right people connected to your account so that when you are posting interesting content that's relevant to your ideal client, those are the people that are seeing it so that they're the people engaging with it. And you're not kind of losing out on having these followers that aren't interested in you or your business connected to your account and not engaging. So let's talk about the value of social media likes. They absolutely have their place, right? So social media likes can do wonders for social proof. And, you know, when a potential customer is checking out your business, what they do now is they search you on Google and your Facebook page and your LinkedIn account and all of those things are going to come up and they're going to check out whether you're the sort of person that they want to work with, whether you're the business that they want to work with and whether they can trust you enough to do business with you. So having a good following can act as kind of social proof. It can prove that, you know, you're trustworthy and that, you know, potentially others are interested in what you're doing as well. So it establishes trust and it establishes confidence, which is really, really important in terms of the buying behaviors of people, right? But going back to what I was saying before, what is not helpful is having followers that aren't potential customers themselves. So bots and people following for a follow back and competitors of your business following along to see what you're doing and people in other states and countries when you're a local business, right? Chasing followers like these just to increase your number count is a silly ego boost and it usually ends in tears. So those sort of people will follow and unfollow and your Instagram account will fluctuate. They won't engage in a meaningful way on, for example, your Facebook business page. And at the end of the day, they are not going to buy from you, which is the reason why you're putting all of this hard work and effort into your social media accounts uh, in the first place, right? So there is a better way to do things and it is changing the focus to basically using social media as a way to win business. Small businesses really need to start looking at social as a way to basically build real and meaningful relationships with potential customers and clients. And so in today's episode, what I thought that we would do is to number one, talk about the need to shift, you know, the focus away from more followers, but number two, give you three ways that you can do that. So practical, tangible ways that you can start to use social media as a way to win business. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the need to start conversations. So you need to go to where your ideal client is hanging out online and basically making sure that you're putting quality content there. The second thing that we'll chat about is the need to add value. So you need to get your ideal clients interested enough in you by providing value through good content to want to connect with your page and get more of that. Because if they don't do that, you'll never have a chance to develop the relationship which will lead to them buying from you. 
And then the third thing that we're going to talk about is, yeah, the need to develop those ongoing relationships. So basically continuing to consistently serve them amazing content. So let's dive in. So number one is basically starting conversations with people that are actually your ideal client. I don't know if you know this stat. If you listen to Gary V, you would have heard him say it a couple of times, but over 53% of all internet time these days is spent on one of the top five social media platforms. 53% is massive. So it basically means that there is a damn good chance that you're potential customers and clients are spending a fair bit of time scrolling through social media throughout their day, that is a very good thing because it means that we know that that's where the attention is. And now it's just a matter of going to where they're hanging out online and basically serving them amazing content that they're interested in. So, To do that, you need to figure out more about which social media platforms they're active on, where they're hanging out within those platforms, and when. And then basically, you just need to show up there and start producing great content. So whether it's Facebook groups or Instagram or Snapchat, basically pick one and go all in on it. So here's a few places that I would recommend that you start when it comes to that. Number one is Facebook and Instagram advertising. So one thing I would say is that if all you're doing is posting on your own social media accounts, you're going to have a really slow, steady, kind of harder, I guess, uh, job of growing your accounts with the right people because you're not actually proactively going out to where they are, right? So Facebook and Instagram advertising is a way to basically really kind of supercharge your growth. I don't know if you're familiar with the Facebook ads manager. If you're not, you absolutely should be. And if you want a full rundown, head over to episode 28, where I give you basically a Facebook ads 101 lesson and also episode 32, where I talk about Facebook ad targeting. But in a nutshell, Facebook and Instagram advertising is the most laser sharp targeted way to find your ideal clients full stop. It is amazing. I have love hard eyes for uh, Facebook advertising because there is just so much that it can do. So if you want to target people who like the pages of your competitors, if you want to target people within a one kilometer radius of your local business, target people with, you know, a certain number of children or working for certain companies or in particular industries, or if they just got married, like I could go on and on, but there's literally hundreds of interests, behaviors, and likes that you can target through Facebook ads, which is pretty amazing, right? Basically, Facebook lets you go out, find your ideal client, and then serve ads to them. And for now, guys, it is still incredibly cost-effective to do so. And if that isn't good for your business, I really don't know what is. So rather than just posting on your own accounts and hoping that the right people will find you, spend a little bit of time understanding Facebook ads, put some budget into it and actually proactively attract them to your account. Another way to find your ideal client on social media, if you don't yet want to kind of spend any money on advertising is in Facebook groups. So basically Facebook groups are communities of people that all interact within a group environment inside of Facebook. They can either be public for all to kind of see and join. They can be closed. So they require a member to approve a request to join, 
or they can be secret. So regardless of the type of Facebook group, I think that there's a lot of benefit in using them to go out and find your ideal client because they're completely different to, say, a Facebook page. A Facebook business page is, you know, kind of giving a client a business card, whereas a Facebook group is kind of sitting down and having a coffee or a beer with them. It's more personal and basically it can sort of evoke a greater sense of community interaction. So you can create a Facebook group yourself, but that is a whole topic within itself and I'll save it for another time. For now, let's just concentrate on growing your followers by seeking out groups where your ideal client hang out, because that can be a great way of increasing your follower count over time, but more importantly, getting potential customers and clients on your radar. So here's a few examples of how to do exactly that. Number one, find the right groups. So you can basically search for public and closed groups using the Facebook search field, and then you kind of just navigate to the groups from there. So say you're a marketing consultant looking to work with startup businesses, right? You would search for groups where those people would be most likely to be hanging out. So for example, local business groups, closed groups belonging to others with a similar target audience and things like that. You should also ask around because sometimes the very best Facebook groups with the highest engagement levels aren't that easy to find. Remember that the number of people in a Facebook group isn't always kind of the greatest indicator of how good they are. Some of the biggest can be super spammy and overwhelming, while some with, you know, a few hundred members can be super close and tight-knit and frequently visited. The other kind of thing to keep in mind with Facebook groups is don't go in there and just sell. So rule number one is that you need to go in and add value. So basically people that come into, uh, you know, a particular Facebook group and they just drop their link and run is super spammy and it's not going to help your business or its reputation. What you need to do is you need to build authority and add value. So basically find the Facebook groups where your ideal clients hang out start hanging out there and just start interacting with people. So basically pick one or two groups that you're going to do that in. Answer their questions, basically cheer people on and support them. Be a community player. And what will happen if you do this in a natural way is that people will start to like you, they'll start to trust you. And especially for service providers in terms of this strategy, they'll start to see you as an authority in your field, one that they may one day want to do business with, right? So there's a couple of ways on Facebook that you can go out and actually find your ideal client. Let's move over to everyone's favorite social media platform at the moment, which is Instagram. There is no secret that Instagram is so hot right now. It has got, I think it's up to 800 million users, which is just crazy. Uh, The downside though, is that Instagram is kind of the one platform where it is really, really easy to end up with the wrong followers if you get your strategy wrong. Because unlike Facebook, you can't kind of run ads that encourage people to like your page in the same way that you can on Facebook. People resort to all sorts of kind of shady tactics to try and increase their following. They, you know, auto comment using bots. They do the follow, unfollow that everyone is just so over at the moment. They just write, you know, like five random posts on every account that they see. And it's so, so inauthentic. I think that there's four main ways that you can use Instagram to basically find your ideal client that don't sort of involve using really spammy tactics. 
It's super important that you're adopting the right strategy in relation to each of these though, basically to make sure that you're finding the right people, you're getting your content in front of the right people, and you're not ending up with shady followers. So let's break down those four things. Basically, the first way that someone can come across you on Instagram is that they see your content on another Facebook page with you tagged in it, right? So So there's a few different ways that this can happen. One is that another account has seen some amazing original content on your account and they have decided to put it on their own account and credit you in there. So the right strategy around this is just to create amazing original content that people actually want to share because that will naturally get your account out there. So take beautiful original flat lays, create amazing quotes, take some beautiful photography. That sort of thing can encourage people to basically take that content and credit you on their own account with it. Another strategy is to basically seek out influencers that have the same kind of client market as you and really high levels of engagement and basically seek to work with them. So consider working with someone in a field with similar ideal clients and a strong following and basically offering them, say, for example, you know, to interview them or to do an Instagram takeover of your account. And if they're sharing about that on their own account, it can be a great way to kind of Uh, get your account in front of the right followers. So another way that people are coming across you is that they look up a location on Instagram and they basically see your post tagged in that location. So the right strategy around this is basically to, uh, especially if you're a local business, always tag your posts with a location so that people searching on Instagram in that location can actually find you. So make sure you're always using location tags, but then make sure that you're using the right ones. So using really big, broad location tags, like for example, I don't know, Sydney rather than Bondi Beach or whatever, means that your post can easily get lost. So kind of niche down in terms of the location tags that you're using and mix them up so that you're kind of, you know, if you're servicing three or four particular areas, make sure that you kind of cycle through those location tags on your Instagram account. So the third way that somebody can come across you is that someone has kind of liked one of your posts and one of their connections sees it in the following activity feed. So basically the following feed gives users a feed of the interactions that accounts uh, that they follow have had with other accounts. So one strategy around this is basically genuinely engaging with other accounts that have a similar target audience to yours and basically as a way of encouraging them to do the same for you. So don't just like every single post that you come across, but follow the accounts that you're interested in, which have a similar target audience and like and comment on their posts over time. That develops a little bit of a kind of an online relationship and they'll start to do the same for you, hopefully, which means that you benefit through the increased kind of exposure that you'll get to their followers in the following activity feeds. So that's another kind of way that you can, I guess, get your brand out there to the right people on Instagram. The fourth way that people will find you on Instagram is obviously hashtags. So someone looks up a hashtag that you've used and your post basically appears. And guys, that is a completely separate episode. Hashtags are something that I have a love and hate relationship with. They are important on Instagram because they're one of the only ways that people can find you. But... I feel like they're kind of given a lot more airtime than potentially they deserve. I actually don't know a lot of people that are trolling through hashtags and basically trying to find people via hashtags, but 
Anyway, it's something to keep in mind. My only tip there is to make sure that you're using really relevant hashtags. You can use up to 30. And rather than kind of going really big and broad with things like hashtag marketing, um, use things like, you know, Brisbane marketing if you're a Brisbane marketing consultant, because you'll just attract the wrong type of people looking to do that pesky follow on follow thing if you're using big broad hashtags. So guys, there are some ideas for finding your ideal client and where they're hanging out on Facebook and Instagram. So now we're going to go to the second step in our strategy to use social media to chase business rather than followers. And that is to add value. So basically you need to get people interested enough in you through good content that talks to them that they like your page. People don't like being sold to, and these days it is so easy to ignore any business that tries to. If you want your followers to connect with you and you want them to basically follow you on social, you need to be providing them with something that they want. So a social media follow or a like is a really big thing. It means that a potential client or a customer likes your stuff so much that they want to see it in their newsfeed. So in order to attract followers, you as a small business need to be crystal clear on who that is, who your ideal client is, and then going all in on producing content that they like and find valuable. The key here is to be specific rather than general. So really tailor your content to your audience. When you're being too broad and you're trying to speak to everyone, you are ultimately speaking to no one. So It's also important when it comes to kind of this whole adding value thing that you keep in mind that social media isn't all about you. So don't just post about your achievements and the awards that you've won and the testimonials that you've gotten. There is a place for that. It is called promotion and it should make up about 20% of your entire social media content strategy. What you need to be doing a lot more is educating, adding value, inspiring, motivating, whatever is kind of the best fit for your particular business and industry rather than promoting. So here's a few ways that you can do that. Number one is storytell. So social media is a marketing platform, right? And it has storytelling at its heart. So a good way to do this is to ask yourself what you're really in the business of and then create content about that. So when you're thinking about this, it's really kind of important to think about not what you do, but rather the outcome that it provides to your potential clients and customers. Customers. So, as an example, a tax return company might post pictures of their happy clients and really kind of tell the stories in the caption about what they did with, you know, the extra money that they received from their tax return. That's so much better than kind of saying, hey, we do tax returns. Do you want one? <laughs> That's a random example, but hopefully it gives you an idea of the type of sort of, you know, storytelling that you can do on social media rather than being too promotional and being too matter of fact with the content that you're putting out. Another way that you can add value is to help people. So basically make a list of all of the commonly asked questions that people have in relation to your business, create content around it, and then basically amplify it out via social media. So generally these kind of fall into one of five categories cost. So how much is this thing going to cost? Problem questions. So, you know, what are the drawbacks of whatever your thing is? Uh, Comparisons. So is this thing better than this thing? Um, You know, best of questions. So what is the best 
thing and then things like reviews. So if you're creating content around those sort of questions that your ideal customers and clients have about your business, you're basically setting yourself apart from your competitors and you're establishing yourself as a transparent, trusted source of information and you're helping rather than selling. Another way that you can add value is to inspire. So if it's a good fit for your business, inspiration and aspiration are two of the very biggest motivations for people being on social media media in the first place. So take Pinterest, for example, if there is a 45 year old woman on there at seven o'clock at night, kind of browsing while she's sitting on the couch with a glass of wine, you can bet that she's actually either looking to buy something or aspiring to buy something that she can't necessarily afford yet. Same goes with something like Instagram. A lot of the accounts followed by Instagram users provide them with content that either inspires them or is aspirational and it's something that they want. So if it fits your business, I would highly recommend producing content that fits this social media need. There is a huge, huge appetite for it and it has the potential to do wonders for uh, basically attracting the right people to your business if you're being really kind of smart around the content that you're putting out. So for example, there is a company called Startup Creative and uh, basically they do business coaching and they do a great job on Instagram of knowing who their ideal client is. So it is people that want to start a business and then creating really inspirational quotes and putting it up on their account on Instagram. So as a result of doing that, I think they're up to about Oh, 40, 50, 60,000 followers. So it can be a really smart tactic. Now that brings me to number three in terms of our strategy around how to use social media to basically not just focus on likes, but business. And that is to develop ongoing relationships. So in step one, we talked about the importance of knowing your ideal client and going to where they're hanging out on social media. In step two, we talked about how to then add value so that they want to connect with your account and you're starting to develop a relationship. And this step three is about developing that ongoing relationship. So it's basically continuing with step two, which is adding value over and over and over forever. It's that simple and it's that hard. You just basically need to think of social media as entering a relationship with every single follower you attract. So like all relationships, trust and rapport is key, right? So you get that by giving more than you take and you do that by consistently delivering value. Then when the day comes that you know your followers need a product or a service that you offer, your business is the obvious choice because you've been providing that value over a period of time. Yes, it is a slower burn. So especially for service-based businesses, followers and likes don't translate into immediate sales. It really takes time and it takes patience and it takes consistency. But guys, in the end, that is how you win. Chase business, do not chase followers. So just to recap this episode about, you know, why social media likes don't pay the bills and what you should focus on instead, I just want to say that at the end of the day, basically social media isn't about attracting heaps and heaps of followers. It is at the end of the day an ego boost. It can have certain benefits and if they are the right followers, you know, ones that will actually do business with you, it can be a great thing. But It's much more about, yeah, attracting the right followers, guys, and looking after them well. Your engagement will be higher, which means that your content will be seen by more people, which means that you'll attract more followers. It is a big cycle. So what do you need to do? 
Number one, you need to know your ideal client and then you need to be going to where they're hanging out on social media. Number two, you need to lead with value and create valuable content. And then number three, you need to do that consistently, like over and over and over again. It is that simple and it is that hard. I thought that this was an important topic for me to cover today because the whole, you know, obsession with followers thing is a little bit out of control. And guys, we need to remember that at the end of the day, we are here running businesses. We are on social media because we want to make more money for our business at the end of the day. And if you're kind of, you know, using this three-step strategy, it's a good way of checking yourself and making sure that all of the time and effort that you're putting into your social media accounts is at the end of the day, basically geared towards that goal rather than kind of like an ego metric in terms of more followers. All right, guys, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, I would be so grateful if you would take a second to leave a quick rating and a minute to leave a quick review on iTunes. It makes all of the difference and I read them all. Okay, guys, until next time, I will see you then. Bye.